Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spinoff, did you actually enjoy 651 641 1071? This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. What TV spinoff did you actually enjoy? 651 641 1071. Bradley, why are we asking? Because oh Hulu is finally releasing The Golden Palace, which was a spinoff from The Golden Girls. It should not surprise you because it sounds like the same thing practically. Anyway, they're going to be releasing this at the beginning of January, I believe, January 10th. And um, it's not for nothing. It was one season only, sure, but that's like 24 episodes. So it's a pretty it's a pretty um, hefty first season. And it's actually a really good season, which is why I wanted people to call and share spinoffs that they actually loved. 651-641-1071. It was created by Susan Harris. Uh, like I said, 24 episodes. And it basically was the same show with the... The addition of a few other stars, Cheech Marin, Roland Wilson, Chewy, um, Castillos. Um, but the original Golden Girls cast is well minus uh, Dorothy, a.k.a. B. Arthur. And what did she just not want to join? Yeah, the, she, that's, but she was like, was? I'm done doing this Golden Girls thing. And the rest of the cast was like, well, we're kind of up for working. B. Arthur was just kind of like, I'm, I've done this enough. We've done all the storylines. And to her credit, like by the time they got to the final season, it was like, okay, you guys have jumped the shark. I mm-hmm. still love every episode, but still you can tell the show had evolved to a place where somebody like B. Arthur would look around and go, I'm not quite sure we're doing anything new or different here. Mm-hmm. That said, the show that they continue for another 24 episodes is hilarious. And, you know, it's cheesy in the way only a comedy sitcom from the early 90s could yeah. be. 651-641-1071. What TV spinoff did you actually enjoy? We have Christine on the line. Hello, Christine. Hello. Hi. What's the TV spinoff? Hi, how are you guys? Good. What was the TV spinoff that you liked? It's an oldie but a goodie. Um, and I actually like it better than the original. Uh, the the spinoff from Cheers, uh, Frasier. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I laugh my head off even to this day watching the reruns. That, you know, thank you, Christine, for uh, for your call. And thanks for reminding. I think sometimes, like, Frasier stood alone so well that I don't know that people always remember that it was a spinoff of Cheers. And I actually think that's a really good sign of a good spinoff oh, is sure. when it stands alone so well that you don't even remember um, the spinoff. Let's go to Cindy. Hello, Cindy. Cindy, Cindy, what is the spinoff that you enjoyed, uh, that you really enjoyed? Oh, I was going to say Fraser, but I also uh, really enjoyed NCIS, which was a spinoff from JAG. 
Oh, okay. I did not know that. I didn't even realize yeah. that. I don't know that yeah, I've ever watched it. Yeah, many people did not realize that. In fact, I didn't either until I read about it a couple years ago. Oh, huh. interesting. Well, thank you for teaching us a little lesson today, too, Cindy. Have a great day. Let's go to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Deb- Hi. Deborah, Hi. what is the spinoff Hi. that you really liked? I said Frasier as well. It was a wonderful program. Hilarious. Niles and even Eddie the dog. Oh, I loved that dog. I wanted a dog like that so bad. Oh, and also, since I'm here with you, I wanted to apologize about a little bleeper I mentioned when we were talking about uh, Turkish drama. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Deborah, that's right. I remember we had to dump you. Oh, well, thanks for the apology. That's very nice of you. (laughs) Thank you, Deborah. Have a great day. And thank you for keeping it clean this time. Uh, Let's go to Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Jeremy, Hello. Jeremy, what's the TV spinoff that you really enjoyed? It wasn't a hundred percent spinoff, but the introduction for Mark and Mindy. Oh, for sure. From Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. That. So, are you saying you liked Mark and Mindy? Mark and Mindy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that is That's totally a spin-off. A spin-off. Yeah. Absolutely, that counts. Yeah, Mark for was sure. on Happy Days, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah they gave it that introduction to him. Yep, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, that was, I mean... Backdoor pilot. Again, that's the thing. Okay, well, let's explain what a backdoor pilot is. Hi. For people. Um, that's John Travolta. No. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't say anything. Anyway, no, backdoor pilot is simply... That's the name of his autobiography. What, I didn't say anything? No. Backdoor pilot. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Okay. Um, backdoor pilot is a thing wherein you have a sitcom typically or a show and an episode of that show serves as a pilot for another show. And this has happened repeatedly. There is actually like a notoriously bad one that shows up in the Golden Girls and it was a backdoor attempt at a pilot Mm -hmm. for uh, Rita Moreno and uh, it went nowhere fast, but ultimately it ended up turning into empty nest. Right, and so like often you'll see them like, not with Rita Moreno. You'll know you're watching a backdoor pilot, which I don't even know that they do these very much anymore. When you're watching like your favorite sitcom, and suddenly you're like, "This isn't my sitcom," and it they totally give the entire show over to this new storyline, and that is like what Mork and Mindy was. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Courtney. Yes. What is Hi. what is the spinoff that you really enjoyed? Laverne and Shirley. Also from Happy, Happy Days. Days. Yeah. Yes. Another great one. I that think is. I like, well, no, I don't think. I know I love Laverne and Shirley more than Happy Days, for sure. Agreed. Thanks for your call, Courtney. I will say I think uh, I appreciated every spinoff of Happy Days more than I appreciated Happy yeah. Days. I, I never I really got into that. I not a big fan of Happy Days, really. I watched it just because it was there. It's like old people TV. Right. Or at I, least I didn't get as much of the humor as I did the slapstick out of Laverne and Shirley. Right. That was just a good darn, good darn show. Why do I feel like, Holly, did you love Happy Day? Oh, no, you didn't because of the hairdos? Or was that Laverne and Shirley? Uh, No, that was Happy Days. Okay. I got beef with the 70s hair. She doesn't like 70s hair showing up in 50s period sitcoms. No, don't do it. Do don't you have lazy. the same beef then with uh, Little House on the Prairie? Oh, yeah. Michael Landon's flowing locks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but you don't know what they were like on Pioneer Days? I I remember, though, thinking like as a young child, wow, I guess I didn't realize that they had such long hair back then. And great dental work. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And oh, look, they survived stepping on a rusty nail. I also thought that that show was like 
very at I didn't realize how fabricated it all was. I thought when I was young, young, I thought like, oh, Laurel Ingalls Wilder really did write about her childhood so much that they were able to get this many episodes out of it. And then as I grew, I realized Michael Landon uh, made it into a vanity project. Yeah. Yeah. He would be shirtless as much as possible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Running around shirtless with swarthy looks. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. In a wind machine. Right. (laughs) When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, somebody bring in the wind machine. We've got Paul McGuire Grimes, he is going to tell us what we should or should not be watching uh, this weekend. After this, it's Paul's trip to the movies on My Talk 1071. Every Friday at this time on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies to see what we should or should not be viewing this weekend. Hello, Paul. Hi, Paul. Hello. It's great to be here. Well, we're glad to have you now, Paul. Uh, the first thing that you have brought for our consideration is something that is all the buzz uh, involving an arachnid. <laughs> Just yeah, to, you know, his uh... name is Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, the latest Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man No Way Home, is crushing box office just with Thursday night receipts. And this is the third one in the Tom Holland trilogy, if you will. And it's picking up. Right after the events of the second one, the identity of Spider-Man as Peter Parker has been revealed, and we're seeing the residual effects and how that is affecting his family, his girlfriend, MJ, his best friend. And he goes to Doctor Strange, who's played by Benedict Cumberbatch, to see, hey, can you try to reverse time so that no one knows I'm Spider-Man? And that plan goes horribly awry, opening up these multiple universes, and we see villains from past Spider-Man movies, like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, appearing in this <gasps> film now. Oh, it's like Spider-Man-ception. Yeah, it's Spider-Man-ception. <laughs> Multiverse galore. I feel like I've... got Zendaya. Uh, oh, I've... yeah, keep going. No, I was just going to say, I feel like I've heard really mixed reviews on this, or at least I've heard two reviews that conflict. Okay, wow. Well... I will let you know right up front that I think that this is the best Spider-Man movie to date. Oh, One wow. of the best Marvel movies today. Top tier Marvel. Wow. I mean, that's like that's big stuff something. right there. Yeah. So what it makes is, it so for you? I think because the expectations were so high and what they accomplished with this movie. And there's even things that I can't even get into without spoilers that are you would think, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off, and they do. The special effects with this idea of this multiverse, these universes coming together, are really awesome to see. And the emotional stakes, I mean, you could say that some of this is fan service, to see all these villains come back, Jamie Foxx, you know, Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, you know, we've seen in past franchises coming back to this one. You know, I say, oh, that's fan service, that's nostalgia. And yes, part of that is there, but also the emotional story is there as well. Like, they never lose sight of who Peter Parker is in this trilogy as his teenager, this senior in high school, the relationship that he has with his friends, and how his choices, his responsibilities affect everyone around him. And there are great consequences here for what happens in this movie. Let's talk about the cast, because the cast is pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, so Zendaya is fantastic as MJ, who's always been Peter Parker's girlfriend. She's in it. Benedict Cumberbatch has been really great as Doctor Strange in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He has a big part here. And then Jamie Foxx, who we saw in the Andrew Garfield movies, he's back as Electro. Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, he's back. Alfred Molina 
is back as Doc Ock. He was, they were both in the Tobey Maguire movies. And we were like, oh my God, I can't get that straight. Like for us fans, there's something really cool to see, like all these characters coming back. And then I got chills. Like knowing that, like just seeing Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting chills in the theater. Just that whole sequence was really awesome. And then the final third, not going to get into, but how it all comes together at the end. So it seems like they're throwing a lot at it, but you're saying that all of the things they were throwing out were actually, you know, I mean, they paid off, essentially. Oh, completely. I think so. I mean, we've seen movies this year with a really big cast try to utilize their talent or just have too much going on and it doesn't work. Well, I think that it actually works really well here and it makes you love these characters tom holland is so good as peter parker and this idea of that peter parker and spider-man are really the same person and there's this line that benedict has about you know you're trying to separate who you are and you're really the same person all along mm. like the problem is that you're trying to live two separate lives and you just can't do that and i think some of us in life try to do that same thing when we're all the same person you know so i, I think it's really great life lessons learning big things yeah. and uh, superheroes yeah things. how many tickets yeah. subs? i'm gonna guess a lot for this one so Four and a half out of five ticket subs for Spider-Man No Way Home. It's long, but it's well worth it. Edge of your seat action, comedy. It, like, if you like Marvel or the Spider-Man character, you will appreciate what they do with this and the celebration of who he is as a character. Awesome. Okay. All right, you brought another one for us, and this one I'm not really familiar with, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, so it's the new one from Guillermo del Toro, and it's got Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, again, Willem Dafoe, this big all-star cast, and he has Bradley Cooper as kind of this wandering kind of stranger that lands in this traveling carnival, and he picks up the tricks of the trade, learning the cons, so he becomes this mind reader, and a couple of years down the road, he crafts his plan for raiding mines and then he meets his match with a wealthy clientele and the psychologist played by Kate Blanchett. So you've got Tony Collette playing a psychic, David Strathairn playing this magician. It, uh, Guillermo del Toro is so good at kind of like the macabre, the gothic, the unknown, these monster type movies and it's, it is his kind of movie. So if you've seen The Shape of Water, Pan's Labyrinth, you will see his style all over this movie. This makes me happy, especially when you consider the cast. I mean, that's like that's a legit cast. That's a legit cast. And they all what's great about them too is that they know what movie they're in. And they always kind of know the style that they're playing it. And Bradley Cooper, you know, we're gonna see him in Licorice Pizza next week. He gives a complete different performance in this type of movie here in Nightmare Alley. And you're always like, What is he doing? Like he, there's something up with him. So I love that you're not always sure what his ultimate goal is. You know, is he playing a fast one over the Kate Blanchett character? Is he playing a fast one over someone else? Or is he kind of making it up all the way along? And Kate Blanchett, stunning, exquisite. She, again, she knows how to make an entrance. She knows what she's doing all along. And I think that it kind of becomes this chess match between these two characters and what happens. And even if you're like... You could get swept away in the looks of the film, the cinematography, the production design is all exquisite. Okay, not to take us off topic, but when you talk about Bradley Cooper, it occurred to me, sometimes we, I get so preoccupied with his publationship storylines that I forget oh. that he's actually a decent actor. <laughs> he's a stunning actor. Yeah. When you just see like these two movies alone this year that he's in, Licorice Pizza will come out next week. They're just completely different performances. And he's an actor, in my opinion, that knows how this is going to get really nerdy, but like to act in the present. So you are watching him kind of figuring out what his next step is going to be. Sure. His character. 
So you're never ahead of his game. You're never behind his game. He's never in another movie, if that makes sense. Yep. He's a very strong actor, and I think people don't give him the credit that he deserves. Well, and I think a lot of times, you know, tabloid coverage of a particular celebrity makes us feel a certain way about them, which is generally unfair because at the end of the day, what we came the reason we all started paying attention to this person in the first place is because of what they were doing on screen. So I think it's yeah. just a good reminder that like behind uh, tabloid lies, you know, there's an actual person doing a job. And it sounds like and from, you know, and I'm sure you'll tell us next week, but I know that this licorice pizza thing might I've seen people <laughs> say this is like his best role yet. He's just a loose cannon in licorice which is a very small role in it but he brings a lot of humor to it he's just wild he plays a real life producer in the film and it's uh it's just great to see him so kind of just wackadoo how many ticket stubs for nightmare alley i'm gonna give it four out of five ticket stubs it's mm-hmm. long it's two and a half hours it's in theaters but there's a lot to this story it's really told in two acts and Guillermo del Toro packs a lot within these two acts all right Paul McGuire Grimes, we're not going to get the opportunity now to talk to you for like a few weeks. Oh my goodness. Uh, and so well, you've given us some good assignments. <laughs> thank you. And now I get to, I did talk to one of your publishers this week. What? Actually two different Who? Who? So you will be able to <laughs> I talked to Priyanka Chopra Jonas the other day what? for The Matrix Resurrections and I talked to Ben Affleck for The Tender Bar. So Did you ask about the lies? Yeah, did you tell them they're liars and we know it? <laughs> no, but here's what I will tell you, is that both were delightful. Of course, yeah. I, I enjoyed talking no less. to both of them. They know what they're doing. They were great. They're professionals. <laughs> Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much for Thanks, joining Paul. us. You, you can see all of Paul's interviews on his YouTube channel. Make sure you hit him up on all the social medias. Paul's trip to the movies. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. People doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 And sometimes other places. Like? The UK. Fuck. Um, I need to tell you about a driver who got really mad recently and it ended up on TikTok, as do all things these days that are worth paying attention to, usually not. Um, anyway, um, I want to take you to the quaint Thames Valley, which is a hamlet somewhere in England. And I want to tell you about some road rage where a woman did something that left viewers amused. Hmm. A driver apparently was reportedly blocking others from leaving their parking spaces. Rude. Right? Like, why would you do that? Um, And people were like, hey, you know, stop. So this motorist got very angry and, well, did something that earned her crazy, stupid idiot status. Because they confronted her like this. You can't do this. You can't block this area. So it's the driver who did something that was crazy. She, her response, idiot? yes, okay. her response to people going, "Hey, lady, uh, you can't do that." Um, she took off her shirt. 
No, but I uh, like where you're going. She did get X-rated. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was aggressive. <laughs> no, she did not take off her pants. Footage of this aggressive woman shows, um, they just call her a female driver. I don't know her name. In a black Skoda? That must be a car. I don't know what that is. S-K-O-D-A. Uh, she literally drives into another man while, I mean, he's fine, but like she's like going slow, right? Mm-hmm. She's like inching. Drives into another man while a woman can be heard saying, I can't believe that. The bloke a.k.a. the gentleman, Mm -hmm. wearing jeans and holding a coffee cup adds, what's wrong with this woman? And she's like revving her engine. So uh, she then pulls aside the duo and uh, they say winds down her window. Lowers her window. I like that. Rolls down her window. She winds down her window. Uh, And they're like, lady, what's wrong with you? She was irked by their remarks, so she did something. X-rated. No, she didn't take her pants off. Okay. She did not poo. Because I know you're inevitably going to say poo. She, but she did something X-rated? Yep. Did she perform some sort of act? Well, kind of. She said, quote, she shouted at the the crowd assembled, I bet you're one of them that takes it up the... And then cackles. Oh, wow. Before driving off. <laughs> like I showed you. Yeah. Sure. Okay. She, All right. She made this crude comment, by the way. Um, well, I told... Uh, yeah, it's the Thames Valley, right, is what I told you. But yeah. apparently the Thames Valley is also the home of Ox- Oxfordshire Village of Bampton. Uh, like, I just, the British have so many different ways of doing things. It's confusing. Like, we just have cities. Yeah, well, we got rid states. of all of that when we moved over here. Right? Um, but Who the, needs that? But we the Thames like, Valley, so fancy. which is the Oxfordshire Village of Bampton, where, by the way, and the reason I'm saying all this is because this is where Downton Abbey was uh, filmed. Oh, so, just imagine a nice little Downton Abbey vibe with a lady yelling, I bet you take it up the blue. Also, she cackles like, I I don't, like what? Was she amused with herself? She, she was clearly very amused with herself. Everybody else was just like, what the bleep lady? Like you're running people over and blocking traffic. Wow. So anyway, she was not caught. Um, the man who she like nudged with her vehicle did say, this is shocking. <laughs> Only you probably said it in a British accent. That's, yeah. This is shocking. This is very well, shocking. Drinking am, a spot of tea with his pinky in the air. Yeah. Then she cackled as she drove off. Now she needs to be the villain in a film. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're even so polite about that. Yeah, well, they're very, very formal, the yes, British. They are. Mm. Okay, where are we going next? Washington State. Oh, okay. Uh, we are going to a car dealership where we're going to meet a 23-year-old guy who shall remain nameless, only because I don't have his name. Um, he uh, was the driver of a Dodge Challenger, and he was like, you know what I need? I need better tires. Uh, so instead of going to just buy himself a set of good tires, uh, he got real smart. And while the car dealership was closed... A car dealership was closed, I should say, on a Tuesday morning. He um, drove over to that car dealership, found a Dodge Charger or Challenger just like his Mm -hmm. that they were selling that had better tires than his. Oh, okay. He put that thing up on blocks. He removed all four wheels. And then he drove across the street, put his own car on jacks, and then tried to swap the tires out. 
Only this is not a speedy kind of it operation. Feels like it's take a while. So somebody might see him doing that, and that's you exactly think. what happened. And so somebody called the cops, and then the cops showed up, and they were like, "Hi, what you doing?" Uh, he dove into his car to try to make a quick getaway, but guess what? He couldn't go anywhere. Why? Because his car was still up on jacks, and he was trying to put new wheels on it. No. Uh, they were able to arrest him without incident. They They're also found like, a loaded I... gun in his car. He oh. also had seven warrants out for his arrest, all of which were felonies. Uh, new charges are pending now. And, uh Yeah. I mean, this guy, not the smartest. Um, yeah, somebody didn't play the thief tape all the way through. Like, if you're going to steal, have an exit strategy, a getaway like plan. This guy is like, this guy, after seven felonies, clearly is not one who thinks things all the way through. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, he's in and, trouble. We don't know his name. And that was... Where again? Washington. Oh, that's right. Washington. State. As far away from the UK as you can get in the United mm-hmm. States, minus like Alaska and Hawaii, probably. True. Um, well, let's go back to the United Kingdom mm. because we have another story. And I like to call uh, this story. Well, I'm not calling it this. It's just this is what it is. This is another in our series of stories uh, where we can apply the label COVIDiot. So this is a person who did something covid related correct that's also crazy stupid idiot worthy and when i tell you the story uh it's just gonna make you not happy but the moral of the story is let us shine a light on these idiots so that we cannot make the same mistakes okay, okay? um i want to tell you about a lady who well something happened to her i believe she's fine so let's just say she ended up having a positive uh covid experience and by that i mean she was positive. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. positive. Oh, boy, I just have had the most positive COVID experience. Um, Rachel Bayless had a positive PCR test come back a day after she took it. Now, she'd been doing shifts at the bar that she worked, the Walrus in Brighton. Mm. Sounds fun. Now, she how this all went down, she developed a cough and a fever on Tuesday and asked to leave her shift early. You know, like, I don't know, this cough isn't good. But instead of being told this was okay, she was told she needed to find a... Uh, a replacement. Like, mm. you can't leave. You need until you find somebody to cover your shift. She continued with her shift despite being ill. Cough, right? Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I've already told you she's got COVID. Yeah. She doesn't know it yet, though. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a, uh, a, like, a what they call a lateral flow test. We would probably call that an antigen test, mm-hmm. I think, right? It's one of those quick tests. Right. Um, that's not as precise. Uh, after finding out the next day, though, that one of her colleagues tested positive using one of those other tests, she told her manager she still was not feeling well and had arranged to get a PCR test, so a more thoughtful or precise test, mm-hmm. and was not going to come into work. That's when her manager sent her the following message. Hi, Rachel. The company policy is um, you need to get a, one of those um LFT tests in order to be to not come in. And if uh, that is positive, you book a PCR and isolate until you get the results. So he's basically just saying, you know, here's the policy. Here's our protocol. Yeah, but she's like, I'm not coming in because I'm sick. I'm sick. Uh, Yeah. Somebody we know who works here is sick. And he does go on to say, please note that below 
that is what you just said is not acceptable to not come in for your shift tonight. Okay, can I just say so far, I don't know where the crazy stupid idiot is going to... Well, I think right now the manager is acting like a crazy stupid idiot, but... This is all very relatable. I think that this is all the kind of stuff that people go through. Yeah. Well, what if I told you she lost her job? Oh, my gosh. Because, yes, he because, is a crazy, stupid idiot. Because she went on to say, I'm, you know, I'm not personally comfortable coming in while unwell and with potential to spread uh, to both customers and staff, which would make staffing very difficult. Should all of us get it? Um, if you still... Uh, if you still wish to refuse to understand my reasons, then consider this my notice. Then her manager says, uh-uh. I do not accept your resignation due to the blow issues. I was going to discuss with you in person today at the start of your shift before terminating you after your probation period. So like we were already going to fire you. Mm-hmm. Flames. Yeah. Uh, flames she go, the, the manager goes on I don't know if it's a he or a she I'm assuming a he but that's like my own gender issues you have shown a clear lack of respect for management uh, over the last week which re- reached a tipping point last night you threatened to walk out numerous times because she was sick and ultimately had COVID you guys I hope she's pursuing legal action. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they do over there. Uh, oh, my word. But I will say a spokesman for the pub later said, oh, this group, uh, the group that owns this pub said, we are aware of allegations the companies, that the company's well-established COVID safety protocols were not followed uh, at the Walrus. Uh, as a company, we place, par- you know, they just do the standard thing. Oh and gosh. we don't wish to make any further comments. But, you know, here's what I do know. In the U.K., I feel like they take these things really seriously. Well, I thought they did because <laughs> stuff was going down there. Yeah. Well, it still is. I know. So, anyway, um, she was fired. The crazy stupidity is, of course, whoever decided to fire her for wanting to leave. Unbelievable. After being sick and ultimately getting COVID. Mm. So, not a good look. <gasps> also, you're not allowed back in the walrus as a customer for the next three months. Because she was planning on it. Yeah. Right, I'm sure she can't wait to get back. She's like, well, once this COVID thing's over, I was really looking forward to having a beer with you guys, but oh I guess gosh. not. <laughs> All right. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time to play a game. That game is called The Throwback. Live. After this on My Talk 1071.